It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episodes 30 and 30.2 Chapter 40 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale The Black Marsh And Chapter 21 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz The Lion Becomes the King of Beasts Well, well, well so we meet again, my dear listener. Not my listener, that is a four-legged woodland creature. But you know what I mean. This week, <clears throat> we are talking King of Beasts. These chapters, much like the two China country chapters, are very similar to each other. We're taken to yet another spooky locale for some more disparate carnage and unease. We find ourselves this week in the Black Marsh where everything wants to kill you. Even the grass wants to kill you here. I like this chapter for its sense of fear and the mystery of the unknown. It has that monster movie vibe to it, if this was a series on Netflix or something, I would say it would have a style similar to that of The Ritual. Also, if you're not a fan of horror and you haven't watched The Ritual, then I don't think you're really a fan of horror. It's a Netflix original and very much worth your time. I also rambled on about that back in my movie reviewing days on Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, but that's in the past. Let's focus on the now. Or present, I suppose. This chapter is also a pretty big moment for the lion. In fact, there's a few big moments for the lion coming up as this book comes to its inevitable end. I admit, he's been a bit of a secondary character throughout most of this story. Sometimes hardly even that. More like a third-airy character. Hmm. Ancillary? Whatever, you get the idea. He's been a bit of a platypus in that he doesn't do much. Here, though, we see the true depth of his loyalty. Not only his loyalty, but his love for Dorothy. He's genuinely hurt when she rejects his first attempt to save her when she's stuck waist-deep in the marsh. But, hey, it's understandable on her part, right? I mean, what would you say if you saw the lion about to pull on your head with his mouth. Instead, he offers his tail, and she accepts, allowing himself to be physically hurt just to help her out. Later on, we see that he is still capable of feeling fear, however. They find themselves back on track, only to discover a trail of carnage. It's pretty mild at first, just a few birds here and there, but before they know it, 
they're coming across the carcasses of reindeer, and even a severed lion's head hanging from the trees. The lion's head causes the lion to slow down and think twice about moving forward. It's about this time they come across a spider. Man, <laughs> had to make sure there was a space there. There's no Andrew Garfield here. Thank God for small miracles, I guess. This creature is, well, something else. Part man, part spider, part... Mosquito? It's just hanging out with its cocoons of death when Dorothy gains its attention. Naturally, it destroys Mr. First, because that's what seems to happen before running off with Dorothy. The lion proves his worth as he gives chase before losing sight of it altogether. Once he tracks it down again, though, he finds it taking a nap with what we can assume is Dorothy wrapped up neatly and hanging in a nearby tree. The lion attacks and, well, you know, violence ensues. Fight scenes aren't my strong suit, or at least I don't feel like they are, so hopefully this fight sequence was adequate. The lion gets the cocoon down and discovers Dorothy in a state of advanced malnourishment. It's in this moment that we see the true depth of his love for Dorothy as he lays down beside her and gently weeps before falling asleep at her side. Of course, Dorothy wakes up. This isn't the end of the book, you know. And I've mentioned before, there is in fact a sequel to it. So, of course, she's not dead. And so, they go about their business. You know, after going back for Mr., that is, or what's left of him, I suppose. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz chapter this week, like the dainty China country or the attacking trees before it, feels a bit rushed or maybe a little lacking. Dorothy and company are traveling through the woods when they come across a meeting of the animals. All the animals. Like, all the animals. The lion explains to her that the animals must be in some sort of trouble. They're approached by a tiger who tells them there's a giant spider in the forest, and it's been gobbling up whatever poor schmuck is unfortunate enough to cross its path. The lion here, I think, has some seriously deep-seated control issues, He's all like, oh yeah, I'll help you all right if you agree to bow down to me and call me master. Of course, those aren't his exact words, but they're not too far off. All the animals seem pretty cool with this idea, but I guess when your options are be eaten by a giant spider... Or serve and treat a lion like a king? Nah, you're probably going to go ahead and pick the lion. I mean, I would. So the lion tracks down the spider and finds it taking a little bit of a snooze in the woods. He jumps on its back and knocks its head clean off. That's it. No, really, that's it. I, look, I realize... Children's book and all, but this seems maybe just a little bit 
anticlimactic? I mean, it seems that way to me. Does it seem that way to you? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Either way, he goes back to the animals and lets them know that he's the one that knocks. And then he makes them all say his name. And then they're all like, Lion, bitch. Okay, I may have wandered off there a bit. I've been watching Breaking Bad for like the tenth time, and there's a good chance that was only the first of many references to come. If I missed anything, or failed to address something you feel I should have, then by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, or constructive criticism. You don't have to like what I make, but you can still be nice about it. I know you can. I believe in you. You can find me on Twitter where it's DarkDorothyG. You can email me where it's DarkDaysOfDorothyGale at Outlook.com. You can find my Instagram page where it is the ordinary sun. That's S-U-N. Or, if you're interested, there's a Facebook page that rarely gets updated. And, of course, there is the official Dark Days of Dorothy Gale website. That's ddofdg.com. At the moment, it's just some artwork, contact information, summary of what Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is. You know, stuff like that. It's pretty basic. At some point, there will be links to t-shirts and stickers and all that kinds of fun stuff, but for now, that's kind of what you get. You can, however, also listen to every episode straight from the site. No extra download, no login, no account, no nothing. Just a good pair of listening ears. Also, it looks way better on mobile than desktop. I apologize, but that just seems to be the way the world works these days. Again, that one is ddofdg.com. Come back next week for Chapter 41 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, The Quadling Ruins, and Chapter 22 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, The Country of the Quadlings. And, of course, there will be the usual Aftermath episode. Thanks for listening. I love you all.